Namaste. Hearty welcome to all the participants and the Easy Air with our family to eleventh uh, session of uh, Gurukula. Today we have with us uh, Dr. Padmanabha Rugvedi sir. Being a Kai Chikitsak, Padmanabha Rugvedi sir uh, is serving uh, as associate professor in uh, Department of Sharira Kriya at Ashwini Ayurvedic Medical College, Tumkur. The focus areas in clinical medicine for sir are diabetes mellitus, hypertension, rheumatoid, uh, rheumatic conditions. Sir has 15 years and more experience of uh, uh, more than 15 years in the research field and also in the academics. Uh, sir has been active in various uh, fields. As a researcher, sir has worked with uh, FRLHT, the Himalaya Drug Company and uh, Dabur uh, India Limited, involved in new product de development and clinical research on herbal uh, products. Uh, sir is experienced in uh, phase one to phase uh, four clinical research of herbal products and uh, related uh, regulatory frameworks. A vast teaching experience sir has as academician and also has uh, various uh, related activities with academics. Felicitated with uh, many honors and uh, felicitations for all the achievements that sir has. He has presented many papers on different platforms, seminars, workshops and conferences was a speaker on many instances but also has uh, many publications uh, in his name so these are some of uh, the criteria to add on to the profile of uh, dr padmanabha rugvedi sir who is a guest speaker today on the platform of gurukula so today sir's topic will be challenges and scope of uh, ayurvedic management of diabetes uh, mellitus so hopefully we will have an enlightened session from sir dr padmanabha rugvedi sir welcome to gurukula and over to you sir Namaste. Namaste one and all. Thank you for uh, Raghuram sir and team for giving me this opportunity to present some of my views on the topic of diabetes mellitus. Uh, in, in particular, some of the challenges like we Ayurveda physicians face in the diagnosis and management of diabetes mellitus. Due salutations to the Lord Dhanvantari before we start, whom we consider as Adi Guru, Adi Vaidya. To start with, in this presentation, I will be trying to focus on this topic from the viewpoint of diabetes mellitus. Like, uh, why I am uh, stressing this point is because the viewpoints from Prameha and Madhumeha of looking at diabetes mellitus, these are all overlapping and sometimes very, uh, you know, confusing from the different viewpoints, like whether we have to call it as Prameha or Madhumeha and these debates have been uh, happening since long and there are different types of viewpoints uh, regarding whether it, sh it should be called as Prameha or Madhumeha. Nevertheless, it, it falls in the category of larger cat uh, domain of Prameha and also the Madhumeha being the subunit of Prameha. Uh, but when the patient comes to us, he comes with a you know ready diagnosis of diabetes mellitus. So now it is for up to the physician to uh, look into this, like what what uh, history he has and what kind of uh, you know uh, presentation he has uh, with the diagnosis of diabetes mellitus. So that from that viewpoint, I would like to you know um, carry out this discussion. In this uh, presentation, I will try to uh, discuss in brief about the overview of diabetes mellitus and then uh, the challenges in diagnosis and management and also uh, just uh, pitch in few possible scopes in the diagnosis and management of uh, diabetes from Ayurveda perspective. Diabetes is a chronic disease that occurs either when the pancreas does not produce enough insulin or when the body cannot effectively use the insulin it produces. So th these are the two 
possible scenarios either the pancreas is not able to produce enough insulin or the body is not able to uh, effectively use the insulin uh, produced in the body and insulin is a hormone that uh, regulates blood glucose uh, this is uh, just taken from the who site wherein they have given in a very uh, you know simple language for easy understanding uh, so hyperglycemia also called rise of blood glucose or rise of blood sugar is a common effect of uncontrolled diabetes and over time leads to serious damage to many of the body systems especially nerves and blood vessels so this is the pretext of the whole uh, you know clinical scenario and uh, just a note on uh, insulin glucagon somatostatin uh, hormones uh, so uh, in ayurveda like some experts consider these to be related to vata pitta and or, or kapha pitta vata and um, you know present the view based on this uh, hypothesis like these are related to individual doshas we are not going in detail into that but just from in in uh, point of view i'm just putting that pretext main symptoms sudden or gradual onset usually sudden onset we find in type 1 and gradual onset type 2 in type 2 the symptoms can be mild and may take many years to be noticed like typically it presents with uh, being very thirsty and uh, needing to urinate more often blurred vision feeling tired and losing weight uh, unintentionally types type 1 type 2 or the main types of the diabetes wherein these were earlier called as insulin dependent or childhood onset for type 1 or nadddm for type 2 or adult onset other types uh, which are considered mainly now are gestational and uh, moda maturity onset diabetes of the young neonatal and one important section of diabetes is drug induced diabetes wherein we normally see steroids antipsychotics antiretrovirals ca chemotherapy immune suppressants tsa diuretics statins beta blockers all these contributing in in their own uh, mechanistic ways for the insulin resistance or insulin uh, deficiency in the body or affecting the overall glucose metabolism that to specifically the antiretrovirals and ca chemotherapy drugs they end up in causing irreversible damages other uh, medicines drug induced though there will be impairment glucose metabolic impairment uh, these are reversible once the drug or uh, you know withdrawn but retrovirals and uh, ca chemotherapy drugs may cause some of the chemotherapy drugs may cause irreversible damage to the pancreatic beta cells one more important uh, or interesting point to note in the type 2 diabetes is there are some uh, categorizations in type 2 uh, which are which are uh, you know recently into considerations and these are uh, called clusters uh, there are five clusters noted in that severe autoimmune diabetes uh, severe insulin deficient diabetes severe insulin resistant diabetes mild obesity related diabetes and mild age related diabetes these are the different clusters uh, identified in type 2 diabetes so here in autoimmune usually it is uh, low bmi persons uh, and in onset in the young persons similar for uh, severe insulin def- deficient diabetes for insulin resistant uh, cluster it is usually the patient is overweight and there is a risk of nafld that is non alcoholic fatty liver disease and other two mild categories the one obesity related there it is not a typical metabolic syndrome kind but the metabolic condition there is a less prevalence hence it is a mild condition and there is another cluster which accounts for around 40% of the 
cases seen is mild age related diabetes there is mild uh, increase in the blood sugar levels and no very specific systemic features what are the risks associated with the diabetes condition uh, in ayurveda also we call this as prameha anushangina there is a risk of complications so damage to the blood vessels kidney eyes nerves brain gut these are the uh, very well known risks associated with diabetes which lead to or which may lead to heart attack kidney failure loss of vision no damages memory loss and digestion problems uh, recently the, like there is a t3 dm type 3 diabetes mellitus which is in relation to alzheimers that is the encephalopathy related to diabetes which leads into memory loss it is uh, some some call it as type 3 diabetes mellitus and uh, the problems related to gut due to diabetes are also uh, very significant uh, which are not uh, generally you know discussed more but there is a significant uh, you know impact on gut due to diabetes uh, mellitus apart from the blood sugar levels some of the key factors that are considered in diagnosis and management and monitoring of the prognosis are lipid profile blood pressure liver profile and renal profile uh, usually we find uh, many comorbidities related to these uh, organ functions in a diabetic person the diagnosis is ideally based on both clinical parameters and laboratory parameters and uh, as per the ADA it is uh, considered pre diabetes diabetes and based on three marker uh, tests hba1c fasting blood glucose and postprandial or ogtt blood glucose ideally fasting should be 126 less than or equal to 126 or in the range of 100 to 126 postprandial in the range of 140 to 200 and hba1c in the range of 5.7 to 6.5 so with that overview of the understanding of diagnosis from the modern point of view we will briefly note the understanding of prameha from ayurvedic point of view so two things one is prameha the other is madhumeha or also called as ojomeha prameha is a big domain like it it is there are 20 types of prameha it is uh, described as prabhuta avila mutrata or prabhutam varam varam va mehati so this is the characteristic feature of prameha that is excess and turbid urination or excess and frequent urination these are the characteristic features of prameha in all the 20 types of prameha this is you no know, characteristic in madhumeha typically it is called madhumeha because the madhuvat uh, color and there will be ojakshaya lakshanas because ojo meha ojo uh, is being lost through meha and other features we should uh, consider here is the dosha anubandha and dosha pradhanata what i mean by that is like prameha we have kafaja pittaja and vataja mehas in kafaja meha there is a possibility that pitta anubandha may be there over a period of time similarly vata anubandhata may also be there over a period of time whereas typical vataja meha that is vata pradhana dosha is present in vataja meha so the prognosis differs depending on the pradhana dosha and anubandha dosha and this pradhana dosha and anubandha dosha uh, identification uh, is important to note and hence the history of clinical presentation over years is required so some uh, brief uh, bringing some brief discussion about some of the cases case 1 uh, a 63 year old female diabetes uh, since 6 years non hypertensive no cardiac illness lipid profile normal blood sugar levels normal but there is consistently fps was above 150 and ppbs was above 300 and no clinical symptoms of diabetes so here uh, there is a for me there is a challenge in diagnosis because there are no clinical symptoms there are no specific uh, 
Puroorupalakshanas of uh, Prameha and uh, no comorbidity conditions. Lipid profile is normal. Patient is clinically normal, but laboratory values suggesting you know over a period of six years under treatment, but still it is uh, above 150 for FBS and above uh, 300 for PPBS. Uh, so should we consider it as Puroorupa or should we consider it as Kafajameha or is it something mild age-related diabetes mellitus? I'll come back to these discussions. Uh, because in coming slides, I will be presenting few more points. Similarly, another case, a 60-year male obese, a known case of diabetes type 2 since 10 years, hypertensive since 12 years, mild elevated creatinine since 6 months, hypothyroidism mild since 1 year. So these are the presenting uh, patients, um, symptomatology of the patient who wants to uh, switch to the Ayurvedic medications particularly for premier diabetes mellitus. So in this condition, uh, patient has a lot of comorbidities. There is uh, renal function is also affected. Patient has hypertension and uh, this is over 10 years. Patient still presenting the features, uh, many features related to kapha dosha. So should we consider this as kafaja meha or is it kafaja with vata anubandhata or is it more of a vataja condition? So the, these are some of the possible like uh, differentiation for diagnosis. In a case 3 like 48 year female hypertension uh, diabetes since 7 years, hypertensive 5 years and RA since 15 years, renal profile is normal, fatty liver and hypothyroidism. So is it autoimmune uh, diabetes or is it steroid induced diabetes or should we consider it as a pittaja condition considering involvement of liver and thyroid condition and hypertension and uh, or is it more of pitta with vata anubandhata so what are the basic challenges that uh, we face is in clinical diagnosis of ayurveda we have the set uh, mentioned that is Pura Rupa, Rupa and Upadrava. In Prameha Pura Rupa itself, there are some symptoms like Galatalu Shosha, Asya Madhurya, Tarapada Daha, Mutre Pipilika Abhisarana. These are mentioned in Prameha Pura Rupa condition. Generally, we see, for example, Mutre Pipilika Abhisarana is a state wherein, you know, there is already gloss of glucose through urine which is uh, after the state of you know rise blood sugar levels and still we are considering this as pura rupa and karapada daha in most of the cases it is because of uh, peripheral neuropathies which is only a later stage uh, seen in later stages of prameha or madhumeha but still we consider here it as pura rupa and asya madhuryata may be like may be considered as a one of the main markers uh, like salivary examination with uh, actually there is there are studies like salivary markers being taken as uh, you know uh, measuring for the prognosis of the condition crp levels in uh, saliva for the uh, monitoring of the glucose uh, uh, control in diabetes so whether we should consider this as pura rupa or these are rupa or upadrava or is it because of the nature of the disease which is uh, you know very chronic which is very chronic so is it kind of overlapping of symptoms or extension of pura rupa into rupa and then into upadrava so that is one of the challenges in the clinical setting to consider this as pura rupa or rupa or upadrava in that sense, making a treatment decision, uh, planning treatment becomes difficult. Similarly, in Rupa, we have to consider dosha adhikyata, the status of dosha leenata or uh, dosha 
क्षयावस्था दोष क्षीणता सो बेस्ड ऑन दि दोष स्टेटस ओनली वी विल हैव टू प्लान आइदर इट इज शमना और शोधना सो इन दैट सेंस वी हैव टू हैव ए क्लियर अंडरस्टैंडिंग ऑफ दोष अवस्था in rupa in in the previous cases like here for in this case the patient is typically kapha and uh, medasvi and having kapaja but the condition is over 10 years and there is a uh, co- there are comorbidities associated with this considering kapaja meha symptoms here it will be difficult for a clinician to plan uh, vamana karma or shodhana karma in this case because of the comorbidities so diagnosis not only diagnosis treatment will also become uh, you know challenging in such cases but that is a clear case of kafaja prameha wherein because of uh, other factors shodhana treatment becomes very difficult and also uh, classics mention the involvement of meda asrik shukra ambu vasa lasika majja rasa voja pishita so many dhatus uh, involved in the pathogenesis of prameha these are different pramehas will have different uh, you know predominance of individual dhatu or upadhatu here but still all are involved in the process of pathogenesis of prameha as mentioned by the classics so then considering individual lakshana of this particular dosha uh, dhatu dushti in a patient is also difficult and in the absence of such dushti planning uh, or diagnosing is also difficult so that is one of the challenges faced in the diagnosis and also vojakshaya lakshana uh, considering madhumeha has ojomeha there may not be typical vojakshaya lakshanas in a patient but like uh, you know murcha pralapa which are mentioned for vojakshaya in that condition planning a treatment or uh, managing the crisis there uh, is also difficult for ayurvedic person but vojakshaya is happening in madhumeha so here vo- there are no vojakshaya lakshana specifically mentioned in the context of madhumeha but considering it is oja is uh, you know uh, being decreased in that have to consider vojakshaya lakshanas as part of uh disease lakshanas and then there is upadrava dhatukshaya so whether dhatukshaya is there initially or only has occurred later that also you know uh, becomes important in diagnosing another challenge we face like in 20 types of prameha there are mentioned kapaja udaka meha ikshura sameha sandra meha and all pittaja we have six types of prameha and vataja we have four types of meha so here some consider like uh, drawing from my discussions with some of the you know stalwarts in ayurveda when i went to them with my own doubts so some were mentioning like kafaja meha is more like pre diabetic state whereas pittaja is proper diabetic condition state and vataja is a complication complication stage so for me it was it made me even the concept more complicated i am not very sure uh, whether it works like that and then the duration it takes for the sampraapti to set up itself poses different challenges for the diagnosis of prameha so and to distinguish whether it is kafaja or pittaja some of the authors consider it to be uh, pittaja to be more of uh, you know infections in the pittaja is some comorbid infectious condition in prameha and vataja is where the organ damage has occurred so more like these uh, 20 types representing the states of prameha so that is also to some extent it is uh, you know logical but still it uh, makes uh, difficult to uh, understand different types of prameha the reason being in classics they have mentioned like uh, if it is kafaja is not treated properly it ends up in pittaja and then 
if uh, it might end up further it ends up in vataja so we have 10 kafaja prameha and then 6 pittaja and then we have 4 vataja so theoretically speaking there are Uh, different possibilities of the clinical progression of the disease 20 types of prameha which can be considered or there are possible 240 clinical presentations considering the progression of the disease which means there are possible when it comes to the vataja meha vataja meha the the chance of a person ending up into vataja meha from kafaja meha there are possible 240 you know uh, clinical uh, process or clinical progressions possible in that so which is very difficult to uh, you know clinically understand that if we consider whatever the uh, status of meha in its kafaja state it will surely end up in you know the pittaja presentation will be the same for all the 10 kafaja mehas then we can consider like the only end result possibles in that uh, you know progression will be only four possibilities but when we uh, consider the clinical uh, you know taking history of the patient over the years not all patients uh, will have the similar progression and not all patients will have similar comorbidities so which makes a whole set of clinical possibilities uh, you know in the by the time the person ends up in vataja meha so this is one uh, theoretical possibility and a clinical uh, clinically it is seen also like different patients have different types of clinical progressions so what are the management goals uh, that the guidelines tell us relief from symptoms of diabetes and improvement in quality of life glycemic control and prevention of acute complications identification and management of comorbid conditions like obesity hypertension and dyslipidemia prevention of microvascular complications like retinopathy neuropathy and nephropathy prevention of macrovascular complications like cardiovascular cerebrovascular and peripheral vascular disease prevention of infections looking at this at the outset it is quite possible for an ayurvedic physician to achieve these goals by making use of only ayurvedic treatment protocols using shodhana therapy shamana therapy and rasayana therapies it it is all these are um, i mean clinically this is all quite possible relief from the symptoms of diabetes and improvement in quality of life which is very much achievable and uh, uh, you know in fact ayurveda and yoga give best results in uh, improvement of quality of life and uh, you know relief from symptoms next is glycemic control and prevention of acute complications which is a bit difficult or which is not easily achieved through ayurvedic medicines in my clinical practice and also i when i discussed with my seniors and uh, no other uh, practitioners they also had similar opinions that uh, the patient gets better patient is clinically uh, doing very well but some of the glycemic control is not happening as desired so this is one of the challenges because unless there is a proper glycemic control the patient is not happy and it is not very clear to the physician whether he has actually achieved the treatment goal because there is a chance as per the you know the modern textbooks that even in a very much controlled glycemic environment also the risk of end organ damage is still there but it might be prolonged but it is still there but with uncontrolled blood glucose levels which are not in the desired range there is a definite chance of end organ damages which is quite much earlier compared to the 
person with good glycemic control so in that sense uh, it is it is not uh, you know wise to neglect this glycemic control aspect uh, stating that the patient is uh, doing quite well so which is sometimes very difficult so here feel the concept of dosha leenata comes in picture because unless the more treatment that is generally given is more of shaman oshadis because times um, shodhana is not feasible because of some comorbidities and as long as there is shamana in place there is a chance of recurrences or there is a chance of dosha utkrishtata and hence though the um, samprapti is being addressed the dosha uh, status typical dosha vruddhi status is not being properly addressed i feel that is one of the challenges coming to the ayurvedic management what are the options we have acharya charaka states kafaja is uh, very much curable you know samakriyatvat vishamakriyatvat mahatvatvat tathakramena he gives the reason also so for kafaja it is um, the plan is samshodhana ullekhana that is ullekhana is again vamana type of samshodhana and langana part of shamana for pittaja virechana and santarpana and samshamana and um, for yapya conditions it uh, use of siddhatailas vrutas and kashayas this is in brief the protocol of management and also the consideration of sthula mehi balavani he ka stula and krushata are the main uh, consideration factors to choose for whether to go for shodhana or shamana acharya sushruta gives similar suggestion or similar uh, guideline but he says vamana virechana basti followed by kashaya yogas and same kashaya yogas uh, for app also you can use uh, and clear patya apatya kalpanas he has given so here he the flow of treatment guideline given by acharya sushruta suggests vamana and virechana uh, can be given for uh, all the sadhya conditions whereas the commentators their mention it has to be only based on the the dosha vikalpa and uh, the bala of the person it is not necessary that one has to go for vamana virechana basti in all the cases so this is the prognosis we see uh, or we expect in uh, prameha conditions samakriyatva usually for kafaja conditions it is possible because of the samakriyatva the, it is still in the range of like you can say the green uh, you know area of the spectrum in anubandha yukta conditions also there is a possibility of uh, proper uh, reversal of the condition and in drug induced there is a, uh, once the drug is withdrawn there is a fair chance of uh, reversal and uh, accordingly the later it can be managed vishamakriyatva is for pittaja prameha and conditions where comorbidities are involved so then it will be difficult to plan or there the physician has very less space for shodhana and shamana planning mahatyatva conditions is more of apya condition because vata is involved organ damage is happening complications are setting up so it will be a more uh, prognosis wise it is difficult some of the things that we can discuss as challenges is meeting management goals that are set by you know the guidelines that is one of the challenges because uh, the patient who is already on a uh, you know allopathic uh, medication regime comes to ayurvedic physician many a times to move from the allopathic medication to the ayurvedic medication completely so now it is on the the onus on the ayurvedic physician like how you know smooth this transition can be without causing any complication or any unwanted effects on the patient which is quite possible like the patient can move into the whole ayurvedic regimen 
but how it has to be managed that is one of the major challenges whether we have to have our medications as concomitant medications like add-on therapies or it has to be a total replacement because diet and exercises are common in both we also suggest diet and exercises maybe yoga uh, is also common nowadays in both the streams uh, the only thing that differs is the ayurveda medications whether we have we want to plan for shodhana and then shamana or we want to go for directly shamana and how to move about this transition that is the main challenge and uh, from the physician point of view lack of more data on the adverse effects or whatever reported adverse effects on different uh, herbs or uh, combination of herbs that is also one of the key things that we have to consider from the practice point of view so there is a requirement of pharmacovigilance and some other parameters for follow up and data collection which we will discuss the modern just briefly we will go through the modern medications that uh, that are given so that uh, where as ayurvedic physicians we can pitch in so that becomes more clear for us so what is the modern medications to either they are secretagogues help in pancreatic insulin secretion or they are sensitizers to sensitize peripheral tissues uh, for insulin uh, absorption and impair gastrointestinal absorption of glucose or increase glycosuria and then there is insulin therapies we have sulfonylureas that act as insulin secretagogues and there are different uh, gen 1 gen 3 um, so gen uh, third generation is considered to be more safe and uh, better acting than the first generation what they also do is they also promote hyperinsulinemia the adverse effects they cause weight gain of 2 to 5 kg second potentiate insulin resistance and thus lead to hypoglycemia and renal insufficiency also and um, in the long run they can uh, you know just exhaust the beta cells uh, making it need to uh, add more drugs this is in case of sulfonylureas one of the main group of drugs required for diabetes management so considering these uh, areas of uh, adverse events so we can avoid these by the use of ayurvedic medicines which is one of the scope for ayurvedic medicines short acting insulin secretagogues like repaglenide and all they have low risk of hypoglycemia they also can cause weight gain and uh, they not work in patients resistant to the other drugs so these are the limitations of this secretagogues bigonets metformin is one of the most commonly prescribed medicine considered one of the safest drug for diabetes it uh, it increases peripheral insulin sensitizer it can lower lipid levels so these are the additional advantages of metformin decreases ga absorption but it can also cause dyspepsia diarrhea uh, because it uh, you know uh, lowers the ga absorption of glucose hence it can cause vitamin b12 deficiency also and weight loss also thiazolidine uh, dione like pioglitazone rosiglitazone very commonly prescribed drugs uh, these improve lipid profile may be helpful in nafld but they can cause peripheral edema weight gain cvd and even fractures so there has to be a continuous monitoring and when ayurvedic physicians want to want the patient to discontinue these medicines they have to take care of these like you know medicines which can definitely replace this action but also educate the patient like these were the possible uh, you know adverse uh, events that would have 
you know happened on some more drugs we'll not go in detail so what is the scope basically the diagnosis we need to consider a shatkriya kala based diagnosis what we mean in that is the initial dosha avasthas of sanchaya prakopa prasara uh, it is more related to the initial impairment in the glucose metabolism whereas later uh, from the thana samshraya vyakta avasthas it is the beta cell functions are hampered and the hypo hyperglycemia is set in so that is the state of uh, vyakta avastha wherein uh, and the later uh, complications you can consider as bhedavastha so this is in uh, considering this shatkriya kala approach the diagnosis has to be made apart from the dosha specific diagnosis the staging of the disease has to be made on the shatkriya kala that is the only way possible for us to pitch in whether to go for shamana or shodhana or to go for uh, you know a co- combined approach or comprehensive approaches and uh, ayurveda has some unique uh, role to play considering the preventive shodhana it can uh, offer so in the early stages or pre diabetic stages if the person undergoes shodhana then the whole the course can be uh, prevented then the primary shodhana chikitsa in the early stages of uh, diabetes and secondary shodhana chikitsa shodhana in uh, shodhana yogya conditions even in later conditions like in sthula persons in a dosha pravardha avastha considering secondary shodhana is very important to prevent the uh, organ damages so that we can consider as tertiary preventive cases which includes rasayana chikitsa and some of the external therapies like lepas and uh, you know uh, parisheka kind of things which are also very uh, unique offerings of the ayurvedic medicine for the management of diabetes there is another scope that we have to consider from the practice point of view like harmonization of this uh, therapies first the intervention points considering the different clusters and different stages of diabetes as per the uh, you know standardized uh, diagnostic uh, criteria we have to uh, or there is a scope that we can consider the intervention points in the prasara avastha or sthana samshraya avastha what are the interventions that are possible in different clusters of diabetes or we can have our own defined clusters from the ayurvedic diagnosis point of view like it is very much accepted by the classics they say bhetta hi bhedyam anyatha abhinati it is not only that we can consider this 20 types we can have our own for the management uh, point of view diagnosis point of view some clusters of uh, diabetes we can consider so that the care can be uh, defined whether it has to be a general care in a opd setting or it has to be a specialty care or it has to be even the crisis management the later uh, some complications also can be managed by ayurveda once we define the intervention points so these are some of the scopes uh, that i feel which are possible and uh, pharmacovigilance is very important um, from a practitioner point of view large scale data collection event reporting and making that information available to all the practitioners which will help in decision making for the treatment planning this is we agree that there are lot of treatment protocols very specifically mentioned in the books and we have more than thousands of medicines um, at our disposal for giving to the patient but still there is some uh, need felt for the proper guidelines to you know what type of rasayana should be given in what uh, intervention point whether it has to be bhallataka or it has to be shilajitu when we have to go for ghrutapana when it has to be uh, taila administration 
and what is the like how the basti can be helpful in complications management vata management so these are making to make some decisions we need some more data from the clinicians from uh, pharmacovigilance point of view and parameters for follow up from ayurvedic point of view and the data collection which will help in understanding the practice better so with this i uh, conclude my session uh, this has been the subject itself is so huge that it is not quite possible to touch all the uh, corners of the subject i just tried to bring in few points from uh, practice point of view for the discussion in front of this august audience thanks a lot uh, is karapada daha equal to peripheral neuropathy so that is vasanth uh, reddy madam's question sir there may be some uh, uh, different causes like vitamin b12 deficiency and all in this particular uh, the case of uh, prameha i think uh, we can consider peripheral neuropathy as one of the differential diagnosis uh, points sir because there is uh, in in the same line they are also considering mutre uh, pipilika abhisarana which is also a symptom seen uh, in the later stages when there is uh, glycosuria so karapada daha is also uh, in many pa- patients it is one of the presenting symptoms like karapada daha patient approach with that and uh, when tested they we find them to be Uh, hyperglycemic so it is quite uh, quite a candidate for consideration the peripheral neuropathy as karapada daha sir this is my uh, opinion okay, okay so like uh, anybody presenting with uh, karapada daha anybody like any case presenting with karapada daha should be pushed down for further investigation of uh, prameha or diabetes whatever it may be sir uh, sir especially so if the person is a elderly person and uh, any signs of metabolic syndrome or metabolic derangement Yes, definitely we need to consider this as one of the diagnoses. Simple tips, Simple how, tips how we would manage them. Uh, manage Karapada Daha. Karapada Daha, yes. Teka is one of the uh, treatments and uh, Abhyanga is one uh, treatment like uh, Prasarini Taila or uh, even uh, Kshirabala Dhanvantaram also help in uh, reducing Karapada Daha, sir. Regular Abhyanga with uh, this Vata Shamaka Taila. Uh, the question I have is, how do we can you know a lot of us would want to take uh, uh, ayurvedic medications alongside allopathic medications um what can we do to a lot of times the allopathic doctors say you know no you can't because they can be drug interactions are will they be drug interactions number one and if not how do we convince them that you know there will really be no drug interaction and what can ayurvedic doctors do to help us do that sure uh i i uh, in my opinion i consider when we say our drugs are really acting they help in uh, you know reducing the overall pathophysiology of the disease they must be acting on glucose metabolism so they, there is a possibility of drug interaction and uh, one way to uh, rule out is to carry out drug interaction studies for that particular uh, medicine and uh, be available make the data available to the practitioners that is one best uh, way of doing it and there is, surely we can you know show that to the whoever uh, expert like this is the data we have so there is no drug interaction or if it is drug interaction is there then we have the data so there can be a dosage alterations and uh, like like i mentioned uh, once we know what is best for the patient if if allopathic medicine is the best for the patient then fair enough like we we, we suggest our patient to go ahead with that but if the patient uh, is under the risk of uh, you know experiencing adverse effects and there is an ayurvedic better alternative 
then patient has to be like uh, even the allopathic physician has to accept that going with ayurvedic medicine is required for that particular patient so we have medicine like there are normally we prescribe nishakatakadi and uh, nisha amalaki and all which actually lower the blood glucose which help in lowering the lipid uh, profile making the lipid profile normal so there is an uh, definite uh, evidence and uh, action of uh, ayurvedic drugs so uh, with that uh, evidence uh, i mean we can uh, show it to any uh, physician so in, uh, in, uh, in, other, in other words, in other words they, they, can, they, can, they be can be drug interactions and it's and best to it's use, best either, use one. either one uh, at a time uh, at a time right, right? Uh, not necessarily, madam. Like b- both are possible because I prescribe uh, in my practice um, along with allopathic. I prescribe some of the Ayurvedic medicines and ask the patient to uh, uh, lower the dosage of allopathic medications so that gradually I can keep monitoring the blood glucose levels and other uh, you know hematological parameters. And then uh, once the patient is stabilized, I can go for the next step of taking out other uh, allopathic medications. So that's how I. try to uh, make the patient also comfortable and uh, there are no sudden uh, rise in the blood glucose or some sudden adverse events because uh, i think when we take out the other medicines and there is uh, no proper control of blood sugar levels i think this is one way of making the dosha utklesha and when we because all these are shamana oshadis and once the shamana effect comes down there is a chance of dosha utklesha again happening and this dosha utklesha if it is over a period of time the patient is still having you know hyperglycemia over a period of time there is a chance in a prone patient like we may find some alterations in the liver profile or uh, renal profile and if we are planning for uh, some shodhana chikitsa for a patient then we can consider uh, straight away like even in dosha utklesha condition we can plan appropriate shodhana and go for it so that um, uh, you know there is uh, we are not uh, affected by the dosha leena avastha as such so dosha utklishtata may be there so this is one possible way of uh, no, approach is vata meha manageable first one so when we manage properly the kafaja meha what are the chances of it turning uh, this as vataja meha so two questions there sir so combined is vataja meha manageable first question when we manage the kafaja meha in a proper way what are the chances of uh, it turning this as vataja meha sir once i mean when we say we are properly managing the kafaja meha then there is uh, almost nil chances of turning it uh, you know into vataja meha because we have managed it properly only when it is not managed properly it may become uh, pittaja meha or vataja meha and uh, vataja meha is quite manageable i mean it is manageable only like apt condition uh, there are uh, yogas rasayana yogas mentioned in the classics and also sneha yogas which are uh, specifically mentioned for vataja meha those can be given in the patient the main challenge again comes here is the comorbidities like if you are planning to give some sneha prayoga shamana yoga first is we have to make the person deepana uh, pachana properly happening which is again one of the gut is affected because of uh, anti you uh, know uh, oral hypoglycemic agents and giving proper deepana pachana then go for sneha pana and uh, we have to be monitoring the liver profile and renal profile properly uh, throughout our uh, sneha pana procedures and then go for uh, kasha yogas and rasayana yogas uh, thank you there sir
So generally, uh, when we consider vata uh, meha uh, or when vata is involved, the term asadhya is usually correlated there. So you said it is uh, yapya and it is manageable. That's why the question. Yes, yes, sir. Y- yapya is a type of asadhya only, sir. Pratyakya, it is not pratyakya, but it is yapya only as per the book. Sir. Okay, I think the question was. Uh, in that direction. One more question uh, from Dr. Parmatiji is uh, many dietitians advise methi seeds for diabetics and people with obesity and hypertension as well. How methi seeds help to reduce the blood sugar, obesity and hypertension? Or at least uh, from a dietetic perspective, can methi seeds be used by those having diabetes and also obesity and hypertension? Your thoughts? Yes, sir, definitely. Like methi is one of uh well-known and most uh, uh, widely used uh, in uh, diabetes management. Some use it in fry it and powder it, some use it uh, soaked in the water and all. But uh, like again in this, uh, there is a chance of sometimes uh, excess karshana happening if the person is taking a lot of uh, kashayas and all, ending up into uh, vata jameha from kapha jameha, there is such chances happening. We have to guide the patient properly, like what should be the dosage and uh, the number of medications because homemade medications uh, people uh, they take on their own which are also having effect on the blood sugar levels people take like it becomes like multi pharmacy kind of thing so we have to properly guide them to uh, you know limit the medications uh, for the proper glucose monitoring sir one more question uh, from dr saujanya kashyap here please share your clinical experience and shamanaushada you will uh, usually prefer in kapaja pittaja and vataja prameha uh, respectively so in these conditions your clinical experience in brief sir normally uh, nisha katakadi uh, chandra prabhavati uh, shilajitu yogas and uh, nisha uh, nishamalaki these are the commonly used medications sushrutas version of uh, kashayas one kashaya for each type of prameha is ideal i i believe again the main uh, challenge in practice is to identify that particular meha with uh, 100% accuracy that becomes the challenge once it is diagnosed we have many treat- treatment options uh, in pittaja and vataja and kapaja any specific choice of medicines you have sir like your uh, secret formulations like uh, which you practice and you which has yielded good results very constantly uh, no any secret formulations, sir. I use regular uh, classical medicines. Classical medicines. Uh, classical medicines only I am using. Sir. From Pallavi Bidarji, so like uh, if Karsha patient, uh, diabetes patient is also a Karsha, have more levels of uh, blood sugar, then whether we should opt out for Shodhana or uh, Shamana treatment? No, Karsha by uh, default it is unsuitable for uh, Shodhana. We have to go for uh, Shamana only and uh, like uh, Santarpana has to be done because the person is Karsha, he is unfit for Shodhana. Going back again to Padmavati Raiji's question, uh, so doctor should be mutually intimated. Uh, what do you think sir? Like even an allopathy doctor should know that uh, a particular patient is taking Ayurvedic medicines also parallel to the modern medications so that there is no overload of medications. Exactly, sir. Uh, I agree with that point 100%. Dr. Saujanya Kashyap's question again, what is your opinion regarding flush out period from allopathic to Ayurvedic treatment protocols? I've not planned any specific flush out period, but yes, um, uh, I, w- I always prefer to make it, uh, you know, step by step, uh, like around 15 days or one month period uh, to withdraw one medication likewise and um, just try to understand the pathology 
more so that uh, we will understand why that particular medicine was given whether it was sulfonylurea or uh, bigoinide because uh, the person may be taking beta blockers ac inhibitors and there may be other comorbidities and what is the role this is helping in those pathology uh, in uh, reducing those pathology so we have to uh, do some uh, you know planning work for uh, using ayurveda okay thank you sir and a uh, couple of uh... compliments also coming your way like kalpana ji writes wonderful presentation i love to hear all these experts on wednesday uh, is it possible to include or share some of the success uh, cases uh, along with treatment plan that was used surely kalpana ji as and when possible we will keep sharing and uh, i think sandy ji also has something to share here sir in prameha sadhya vamana or vamana followed by sneha pana for 3 to 7 days should be done that is a question should like uh, sadhya vamana or vamana followed by sneha pana Uh, I think it has to be proper vamana karma, sir, because it is we are not doing any avastika chikitsa to carry out uh, sadhya vamana like in uh, tamakashwasa. Uh, it has to be a classical vamana karma for uh, kapha shodhana, I believe. Similarly, even uh, virechana like nitya virechana or uh, virechana, I think the answer will be the same. Like we should go we in karma. Yes, yes, sir. Yes. Okay. Uh, Abdul Karim sir uh, has a question here, like question or a thought. dose and time of administration is maintained that means i think there is no interaction between any system of medicine as my opinion oh thank you sir that yeah was a contrary madam question was there to dr karim would drug interaction not depend on half life of the drug in the system your thoughts sir yes sir that is true but uh, if we have data uh, like um, uh, experimental data on the uh, drug whether it works on these uh, cyp enzyme pathways and all then it will be more clear uh, like is there any chance of uh, drug interaction possible from uh, ayurvedic medicines that is to half life uh, point is uh, well taken sir. thank you thank you sir uh, why it is called as madhumeha probably uh, that is the question sir uh, why uh, that condition is called as madhumeha sir uh, mostly because the urine color uh, is uh, little uh, towards the honey color and also the taste is uh, very sugary So that's the reason it is called madhumeha. By the time uh, 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 urine uh, becomes such uh, you know nature, probably there is already renal damage is happening. One wonderful question by Pallavi Bidharji once again. Uh, so let's consider a patient is having a family history of diabetes. Uh, can we prevent it? Number one, if yes, what type of rasayana should we start? Yes, uh, uh, at least it can be delayed, and uh, it is uh, with by the help of shodhana and uh, like rasayana again depends on. the dosha avastas ideally we can go for shilajitu rasayana that in my opinion we can go for shilajitu rasayana uh, pallavi bidarji once again if we give santarpana to karshya patient with more level of sugar whether it will again increase meda and kapha santarpana chikitsa would increase meda and kapha when it is given to a karshya patient that is the question sir that is the question sir ah uh, sir santarpana is not necessarily uh, given uh, by uh, sugary recipes santarpana is to say that uh, the vata shamana and to improve the uh, quality of uh, rasadhatu Santar- the goal of the santarpana treatment would be uh, like this and the recipes or the medicines has to be uh, planned accordingly but um, shodhana is not possible and uh, it, it, like it has to be 
गुरु अपतर्पणा काइंड ऑफ थिंग बट इट कुड बी गुरु लाइक लाजा तर्पणा एंड अदर थिंग्स वी कैन कंसीडर बट एसेंशियली द ट्रीटमेंट फॉल्स अंडर द कैटेगरी ऑफ संतर्पणा तो इट इज नॉट हैविंग एनी शुगरी रेसिपीज थैंक यू सर आई थिंक इज डायबिटिक पेरिफेरल न्यूरोपैथी क्यूरेबल और ओनली मैनेजेबल व्हाट डू यू थिंक सर सर इट इज मैनेजेबल थैंक यू सर सेशन एंड आल्सो वी टेकन ऑलमोस्ट ऑल द क्वेश्चंस एंड स्पेशल थैंक्स टू पद्मनाभ सर डॉक्टर पद्मनाभ रघुवेदी सर थैंक यू सर